Fresh Fiction Podcast is brought to you by Ravel Books and Bethany House, publishers of The Theory of Happily Ever After by Kristen Billerbeck. On today's episode, I'm joined by Kristen, who is back with a new book after a four-year hiatus. We talked about finding her voice in the chiclet genre, her love of Bridget Jones, and how neither of us can wait for the new season of Poldark, which premieres on September 30th exclusively on PBS. If you love what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to the Fresh Fiction Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram with at RealVixen. We'll be back after this break with our interview with Kristen Billerbeck. Welcome back to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. I am joined now with Kristen Billerbeck, the author of The Theory of Happily Ever After. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And congratulations on the release of the book. I'm sure uh, you are so excited to see it out into readers' hands and on bookshelves and on, on uh, Amazon right now. I'm very excited. It's been a long time for me. Oh, really? Has this? Have you been working on this one for a while? Yes, I got three boys off um, two to college and one is in the Marines. So it's been kind of, I took a break. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, welcome back. Oh yeah, I see Thank that. You. This is you've taken a, a bit of a four-year break since um, your last book, right? Uh huh. Oh wow, that's crazy. Well, um, Kristen, what we'll go ahead and do, if you don't mind, is just doing a little introduction, uh, a little introduction of yourself to our listeners. Okay, um, sure. My name is Kristen Billerbeck. Um, I've been writing since the late '90s, um, and when my boys were babies, mm-hmm. and now they are all adults. And um, I write chiclet, which is romance mixed with humor and generally in the first person. Well, great. And so, um, you, you took your hiatus to kind of recharge your energy and make sure you were focusing on your, on your family and making sure the, the boys were making, turning into nice little ducklings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and have you always, so Chicklet has always been what you've written Has it, was it always your favorite uh, genre to read or was it just where your voice uh, matched up for you? Um, well, I, I wrote romance for years, just straight romance, mm-hmm. and um, and then I read Bridget Jones, and I thought, that is my voice. I'm going to try it. So I, I sent it to CBA, and they weren't quite ready for it yet, but my friends really encouraged me. Colleen Coble took the first chapter, mm-hmm. and she sent it to a group of writers that I worshipped so it was really difficult I was mortified that she did it oh no but it turned out to be a good thing because I got so much feedback and everyone said this is your voice this is who you are and so I've been writing it ever since then oh that's fantastic it's so great when you're able to find the place where your voice just like makes perfect sense you know so many authors really struggle with that throughout their entire careers it's really true yeah. And it's so much easier to write when you do find your voice mm-hmm. because you feel like you've found your place in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And with this one, what I thought was so great about um, the theory of happily ever after, and of course I want um, you to tell us a little bit about it, but I um, am obsessed with never taking a cruise. <laughs> and so the uh, the idea that your main character is going through this ginormous life change and has been booked to be a cruise um, to be a speaker on a cruise, I just found that such a fascinating place to put her because you know she can't go anywhere really. You know when she's on that boat, she's really having to face her own life and the decisions she's made, and then also in funny hijinks can can ensue as well. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I also don't like to take cruises. And so, because when I'm on a cruise, I feel trapped and I'm a mover. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
I thought that would be a perfect place for her to be stuck and have to face her foibles because there's nowhere to go. So you've got to deal with it. That is so funny. So have you, but you still take cruises, even though you're not a big fan of them. I have taken cruises before, but I am, I am definitely not a fan. Yeah, me neither. I um, (laughs) have no interest. My mom wants to take a, wants to go on like one of those river cruises, which I'm sort of okay with because it's, I can see the, I can see the land in case something happens on the boat, but I don't like, it's a lot of control freak issues on that for me. Exactly. But I, I would enjoy that more because of the historical aspect. Mm-hmm. I would like to do it, you know, and plus they advertise on Masterpiece Theater. So, of course, you want to do what they're advertising. I know. <laughs> I love that Viking River Cruise advertisement. <laughs> I know. So let's talk about um, the theory of happily ever after because uh, we've got Maggie McGuire who is kind of, you know, going through, she's going through some changes and some stuff and, and she's good at telling other people what to do, but not really necessarily t- great at t- getting herself in the right place. Can you tell us about, um, tell us a little bit about the book and what inspired you to write it? Well, um, I was inspired to write it. I live in Silicon Valley and I am probably the only right brain person that lives around here. Everyone <laughs> is left brain and I sit every day when I write, I sit next to these chemical engineers and these entrepreneur engineers and all of these people who just have no problem making money and making the next technology. Mm -hmm. But if you ever ask them about how they feel about something, they really struggle with that. Whereas I am a, a complete feeler. I feel everything and I drive them crazy because they think I don't look at writing as a business enough and that I should just do what I'm told and write what I need to write and get things done. And so I was fascinated with the fact that someone who is really left brained and totally logical would have to use their feeling to get through a decision. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started writing it. And I actually met a happiness researcher and she was just very scientific and, um, not a barrel of laughs. And so I just, I just thought that was interesting that someone could be, you know, facing how to be happy every day and their personality was just so flat. Yeah, absolutely. That is so, so how did you meet a happiness researcher? Were you actually searching for, uh, for this person or did you just kind of meet at some random, some random meeting? No, I actually met her at a funeral. Oh, wow. But I read a lot of neuroscience books mm-hmm. and I'm really fascinated by the whole, the brain and how it works. So, um, meeting her was just the next extension, but I, one of the books that I had read, the researcher was very, uh, she put a lot of information in that seemed about her mm-hmm. and not really about the science. And so that was another place that the, that Maggie started to gel is, you know, just, her own selfishness and the way that she viewed science through her own eyes instead of what the research actually said. Oh, that's so interesting. I, I'm just so still so fascinated by a happiness research, but it makes sense because everybody researches, there's always scientists for everything. It was really interesting to do all the research and find out that they really are getting to the root of depression by studying happiness instead of studying depression. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like what, what would trigger happiness over what would trigger depression? Correct. Yeah. 
That's fascinating. That's really cool. So, um, and then of course, while she's out there and you've got the chiclet element to it, does, uh, did you have any sort of struggles while you were trying to find the right sort of tone and voice for her and for the book itself? Um, I really did. I struggled with making her likable and there are some scenes where she's not very likable, but, um, I did, I did really struggle to, to get people to understand what she was going through mm-hmm. because I think a lot of times when people aren't feelers, it's hard to see that they really do feel inside. They just don't express it. Yeah. My, um, I, I would call them stronger than, than us as, our, as we're touchy-feely people. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you currently working on after, after you've done this? I know that to ask that's such a crazy question since the book just came out, and I'm, but I'm sure you're working on something else now. I am. I'm um, working on a book um, that's set in Charleston, South Carolina, and it's about a California girl trying to learn how to be a southern charm wife oh wow that's crazy are you from have you been to the south to do any research for that uh my son and i went to charleston last year and we just loved it yeah because um we're really into history mm-hmm. and so um we were there and i was just fascinated by how much the south really puts into its heritage you know for example you have to be um in charleston for five generations to be buried in the church graveyard otherwise you have to go across the street to the cemetery and i just find that fascinating that they're so entrenched in the way they do things Mm -hmm. and they have so many rules too Mm -hmm. and it's it's a lost art and i'm fascinated by it that people can be so attached to their heritage and this day and age and, and it's it's crazy. I, I totally agree with that because, you know, one of the things that I think Americans get such flack for is our um, sort of disconnect from history. But then you see these pocket communities in these different places that really are so entrenched and so attached to their, their shared history as a community. Right. And, you know, when you go and you see all of these battlefields and you realize... You know, they face that every day, how this country was fought for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't, especially in California, we don't see a lot of that. So I was really fascinated by that. And just, you know, how each side had their own way of thinking and, you know, what, what our country had to go through to get to where it is. Yeah. It's so multidimensional. I think people really want to do a sort of whitewashing it of, of, of black and white sort of, not racial situations, but just black and white issues. And so it's, it, it, when you have these moments where you see that there, there's like dimension to people and to communities, it's very fascinating. Well, you know, we were in, uh, my son and I were in the Confederate Museum, and there was a backpack, and it had been taken off of a 17-year-old who had died on the southern side. Wow. And I, you know, my son at the time is a Marine, and he was in Okinawa, so he's not in a battlefield situation. But I just started crying at the sight of that backpack, thinking some mother lost her 17-year-old, you know, Mm -hmm. and and how ugly war is, no matter what side you're on. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that kind of just, it gets me excited to think about, you know, how somebody from that old school thinking would mix with someone who has more modern ways of thinking. Absolutely. 
And you know, it's such a it's such a departure from the theory of happily ever after, where you know you just have to worry about being stuck on a cruise ship. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, Kristen, one of the things that we like to talk about um, on the Fresh Fiction podcast is what you're watching, what you're reading, and what you're listening to. And I'm curious to know if there's any entertainment that you are excited about sharing with your, with listeners. Well, I'm always into masterpiece, whatever's mm-hmm. on. Um, Poldark. There's going to be a new, a new series of oh, Poldark, so that always gets me excited. Mm-hmm. And um, I just finished uh, binge watching The Crown, which I love the second season. And um, but so I, I tend to watch period dramas, and I love that era. I don't want to write in it because I like it to be. Um, truthful and I don't I don't feel like I could do it justice mm-hmm. but I love to go back into history when I'm watching and I'm always into the classics so I tend to watch uh, you know Pride and Prejudice over and over and Gone with the Wind and Casablanca all the you know usual suspects as they say mm-hmm. very good comfort comfort treats for sure and as far as music goes, my daughter is really into country music right now. So I hear a lot of country. But um, for me, it's always 1982, 83, and <laughs> that's my music. <laughs> Lots of Michael Jackson. It's always great. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then are you reading anything? Um, I am reading a nonfiction book with a group of friends. It's a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And so we're going through that now. So I haven't been reading any fiction. The last um, fiction I read was uh, When We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Is that what it's called? Yes. That's, uh, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I loved that book. Absolutely loved it. And the next book I'm going to read is Denise Hunter's new one that came out the same day mine did. Oh, cool. So that'll be your treat when you, uh, when you're, when, when you finish. I finish with my study. Yeah. <laughs> great. Well, Kristen, our time is all, is almost up. This was such a great chat, but, um, I wanted to know, uh, how readers and listeners can f- learn more about you. Um, well, they can always find me on my website, which is www.kristenbillerbeck.com. And Kristen is spelled with an I, two I's. That's, I always say that's the right way to spell it. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, they can find me on my Facebook page as well by looking up my name. Awesome. Well, Kristen, thank you so much. Um, and I'm very excited. I know you're very excited about the theory of happily ever after. And um, thank you so much for giving me your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I'd like to extend my thanks again to Kristen Billerbeck for joining me today. You can find the theory of happily ever after anywhere books are sold. Thank you to Ravel Books and Bethany House for their continued support of the podcast. Make sure you stop by freshfiction.com to find out more about Kristen and other Ravel and Bethany House authors. Hey guys, we're still growing, so help us out by subscribing and rating the podcast, leaving a comment, or even just sharing it on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Fresh Fiction, Instagram as Fresh Fiction, and on Facebook. And uh, that's all my time I have for today, guys, so hopefully I'll talk to you next week.